things never go as planned. Or do they? Today on Healing Pain with Proverbs. Respect these boundaries. Religious critics are not welcome here. This brand has no religious affiliations. Critical spirits with religious projections, prophecies, pronouncements, criticisms, questions, etc. will be ignored and, when necessary, blocked on all of our platforms. Peace, Truth Tribe. Heal hurtful choices and find answers to some of your most painful questions. Where? In the book of Proverbs. It holds priceless treasures of wisdom for making better life and relationship choices today and forward. Let's read together live right now when you join me for Healing Pain with Proverbs. Most Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern. Check the homepage of this YouTube channel for future live stream dates. Which particular verse from today's passage will move your heart toward the healing of wisdom most? Leave a comment to let me and Truth Tribe know during this live and get the email subscriber only free download sent on Mondays to help you improve your week. How can you get the free download? Visit ZaraHairston.com to enter your email address into the pop-up and you'll start to get that download plus more. Okay, it's almost time to get started. Make sure you have a notebook. This is not counseling, a sermon, or a Bible study. It is simply a reading and sharing of the word for inspiration and encouragement. Page Truth Tribe. If you are already a part of the tribe and you cannot call yourself that until you do the seven things listed in the description, like I talked about last live, moving forward, I need to see who's serious because when we do the Truth Tribe meetup, you can only be invited if you are really a part of the tribe. If you are not already a part of the tribe and you just like listening to my content, peace. I'm author, counselor, and coach Zara Hairston, helping you remember that love does not lie or expect you to live no lie. Why? Because we are not to be a fool for love. Nope. 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 Love is wisdom and that wisdom is so so healing are y'all are y'all are y'all getting it on this this healing path of um healing pain with proverbs are you seeing that how 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 healing wisdom is so today i am going to be um not on camera but y'all need to see me right y'all not here just to see me y'all here to see this wisdom right um I'm not feeling the worst, but I'm not feeling the best today. And instead of canceling, I said I will just sit here, not dressed, comfortable in my hoodie and my sweatshorts in front of this window in my office with my hair looking real 
undone so I can just relax. That is the beauty of going live and not having to show yourself. I love to do that. And I love to, for y'all to see me because, you know, it's important for y'all to see who I really am. But um, I do love that sometimes when I'm not feeling the best, I can not show myself and um, have that time for me, but still do the live. So that's what we're doing today. I appreciate your petition to the most high for me as I am going through some things, but I'm still here. Um, so we're going to get into it. We Healing Payment Proverbs is always really good. So I'm not even going to say today is a good one. I think every Proverbs that we've done has been phenomenally awesome, like phenomenally awesome. And today is going to be no different. I want to start off by saying the look on my husband's face broke my heart. But it was because my heart had already been broken by his behaviors. So I told him, I think we made a mistake marrying each other. That was one of the hardest things that I ever had to tell my husband. But I had to tell him. Because his behaviors were making me feel like what we, uh, the covenant that we decided to uh, agree to the marital covenant was a, was a mistake. I'll come back and explain that story in a minute, but let me say peace to some of y'all before we get into it. Um, peace and Ioka. She says peace and y'all's blessings to everyone that will be present today. Peace Shelly Ann. Thank you for showing up. Shelly Ann also says, Coach Zara, continue to be encouraged even when it gets too much. What you are doing is needed. Um, Shelly Ann, was you in my head before I realized I was going to go live, but I was going to keep the camera off? How you know? Mm. Shelly Ann, what you know that I don't know? Shelly Murphy says, Grand Rising, peace and blessings to everyone. Peace, Shelly Murphy. Thank you for joining us. Peace, Loretta. We gonna see Loretta's baby today, y'all. She had the baby. I'm about to show y'all the baby. He's so cute, y'all. I'm gonna show that like halfway through, so stay tuned for that. But peace, Loretta. Peace, Latifah. Peace, Trinity Moesha. Thank y'all for showing up and being here. Before I finish my story, let me do what I have been forgetting to do sometimes, which is give you a hand clap. Let me give you y'all a hand clap for showing up. It's 707. It's 7.07 Eastern time. For some of y'all, that was a you know what I'm saying? Like that was that wasn't easy for you to get up. You know what I'm saying? Look, I I'm giving you a hand clap. Like, you better go ahead and get on up for this, for this wisdom from the most high. Not from me. From the most high. Yes. You better, you better get it. Okay, so I told you this look was on my husband's face because I had to say, say this, this very hard thing for him, to him um, in our marriage. This was a few years ago. Um... And our marriage started off with like this whirlwind romance. Like it was like, y'all ever, whoever you married to did, I mean, it had to have started off awesome, right? Because 
<laughs> if it didn't, you wouldn't have got married, I wouldn't think, right? It's so beautiful. You're like, what could go wrong? I remember thinking, like, what could, what would we ever possibly argue about? I love this man. I don't, I, don't, I just, what could I ever have? Ugh. Then that trauma hit, that trauma show up, right? That childhood trauma, that stuff you went through when you was a child that wasn't unresolved and it ain't got nowhere else to go but work itself out in your marriage when it show up, right? So my husband um, loved him so much, had a lot of unresolved trauma that he was really, he did, and he'll tell you this, um, that he did really well at hiding. So I didn't um, really fully know um, how, how serious it was until we got together, um, in our marriage. Uh, he had told me some things, um, but I didn't even know he had been shot until, I don't know. It was like, it was a, it was a while into our relationship. Uh, we weren't engaged. We were in the, the dating phase, but even then it was like, I didn't know that like upfront and I, I wasn't even paying attention to what that could do psychologically to a person. Um, how that could damage their heart. And um, I remember asking him, did you ever get counseling or therapy? Like, did they ever give you counseling over that? Like you was a teenager, you got shot. Somebody tried to murder you. Somebody tried to take your whole life. And he was like, nah, the dude came in the room when I was on the hospital bed and was like, you're all right, right? Yeah, he's okay. I said, what? He should have got his license revoked. You do not tell a little boy that just been shot as a teenager that he going to be all right, that he's all right. Like what in the world are we doing? So a lot of those things and his childhood, uh, issues and trauma showed up in our marriage right now. You're married though. So you feel like it's too late is what I felt like. Like, I don't know what to do with this that I got myself into. Right. So, um, today, fast forward, <laughs> our marriage is a blessing to many, many people. Like surprisingly, very, very many people. And I've been a vessel, a vessel that Yah has even used to help my very own husband heal. But that didn't happen without repentance and bending to the will of Yah so that he could fix most of our problems. And that's what we're going to deal with on today's Healing Pain with Proverbs. If you've made a decision or you're in a situation where you feel like the outcome is only based on you, I want to remind you what I said when we first started. Things never go as planned, or do they? <laughs> We're going to find out in Proverbs 16 today the answer to that question. If you're struggling with feeling like maybe you made the wrong decision or you made a wrong choice and you feel like the most high... Uh, like your choice is beyond the most high. I want to encourage you. It is not depending on two things that we'll work through. So something that I want to make really clear is that people, us as a people, we are willful and calculated. This is not my opinion. This is according to scripture that we are willful, calculated people. Like we just full of our own will and calculated in getting it done. While Yah is the corrector and the fixer of those calculations, that calculated willfulness. What am I saying? In other words, errors, errors 
mistakes of the repentant have already been considered and handled and not just handled, but favorably by the most high Yah. If you don't get a most high, a hand clap, did you hear what did you, did you hear what I just said? That means that no matter what you did, Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? I'm gonna need you to get a most high hand clap. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? I said, I said, the errors that you make, if you are repentant, have already, before you made them, been considered and handled favorably by the most high. Do you un- do you understand what that means for you? <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but for me, that's a blessing. And it has been a blessing in my, my whole entire life. So I want you to remember three things as we go through Proverbs 16 today. When it comes to your fate and where you find yourself today and where you think you might find yourself based on some mistake that you've made. If, highlight if. Capital I-F, circle it on the line. If you are truly repentant, and I'm going to do a video about this because I have found in scripture that repentance includes three things and I, I made it start with ours so it's easy to remember. Repentance is when you right the wrong, you restore the damage, and you replace the sinful behavior. Y'all like that, right? That's mine. Don't try to steal that, okay? I mean, I got it from the most high, but I'm just saying. Right the wrong, restore the damage, and replace the sinful behavior. That is true repentance. So the three things I want you to remember when it comes to your fate and your errors is that if you were truly repentant, these are three things that happens. Oh, y'all is so good. One, Yahuwah corrects. Yahuwah fixes our fate. And it is determined by what side of correction we end up on. Yah, number two, really doesn't want us living in guilt. Like he literally don't want us living in guilt. He has already fixed life so we don't have to. Fixed for the repentant. Fixed. Number three, he fixes. Do y'all see I keep using the word fixed? And I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. He fixes everything for the sake of his just and loving will. Unlike man's willful calculations. So how do we access this? I told you a little bit, but pay attention. Because if you want this, you got to do your part. And then he going to do his part. And he don't never fail with his part. He always keep his word. So how do we access this? If we repent more swiftly... We can forgive ourselves more quickly because some of y'all just trapped in your guilt and you won't forgive yourself because you, you just a little self-righteous because you just, you're not going to take the forgiveness that he said he want to give you. And you like, no, I can't like, but, but he has said that if you really repent, then you like, no, I can't. It's a little bit of self-righteousness. But if we repent more swiftly, we can actually forgive ourselves more quickly because we'll be on the favorable side of his correction. And Proverbs 16 is going to show us that today. 
And that is the side where we know that life is favorably fixed for the righteous. Write that down somewhere. Life is favorably fixed for the righteous. Accept that. We're going to talk about it today. You're going to see it. So what is the sense in repenting if we won't accept his promise of forgiveness? This is some of y'all that's guilty that, that, that y'all done done some foolish stuff like me. You know, it's red flags all over the place with some stuff in my uh, relationship with my husband in the beginning. But what I do, he cute. I ignored it. He knew y'all, yeah, but I, I, was, I was like, I see that, but I don't see that. You pay for that later. You move ahead of y'all, yeah, of, 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 you know, what his timeline might be. You know what I'm saying? I love my husband dearly. That's my heart. But we both made some foolish decisions. Fornicated, got had a baby out of wedlock. Yeah, you know, today, whole bunch of wisdom and healing, but it was a long journey to get there. But when I tell you that the most high fixes things for us, I want you to know he, he fixes, I'm a witness. So I want you to repeat after me. Go ahead and say this out loud. Yahuwah fixes my willful calculations, capital if I repent and submit to his will above my own. He fixes it. It can be fixed. What you did can be fixed. Your mess can be fixed. Yes, your, your mistake, your error, your willful calculation being full of your own will. Yes, it can be fixed. I'm a living testimony. Ask my husband. It can be fixed. Again, repeat after me. Yahuwah fixes my willful calculations if I repent and submit to his will above my own. This line right here saved my whole marriage. That's why when I be helping married couples, I be like, it's not your will. It's not your will. It ain't the husband's will. It's not the wife's will. Y'all will don't matter. You have to find y'all's will. That needs to be your pursuit and your marriage will fix itself. That has to be the pursuit. What is y'all's will for us? And we work together on that will, not our own. Not our own pursuits, not our own selfish pursuits. And then some will say, <clears throat> well, how do I know his his will? Well, a perfect model. Look, y'all ain't gonna never leave you hanging now. He gonna leave you an example. He gonna, he give you, he gonna give you the wisdom. Like he said, you asked, I'm gonna be swift to give you wisdom. And I will give you an example. I will show you the perfect model of what it looks like. What a perfect model he provided in the Messiah. Do you notice how it was not something the Most High had to deal with with the Messiah? Because the Messiah was not willful like us, but fully submitted to Yah's will. Do you notice that about him? The Messiah didn't have his own will. Likewise, the Ruach, the Spirit of the Most High, doesn't ever ever have a separate will so why in the world do we 
Why? Why do we have a separate will? So to answer your question, if you ask, how do, how do I know the will of the most high? You make the most highs. How do you know what your will should be? You make the most highs will your will. What does he hate? What does he value? If you still don't know, guess what? Wisdom can bring you right there to it. So that we can be more like Yahusha or Yeshua having our will fixed to the most high so he can then fix our errors which ultimately helps the most high Yahuwah achieve his overall will that's what it been about from day one achieving his overall will and isn't that the goal in life or or is it something else that's your goal isn't that the goal in life to help Yahuwah achieve his overall will not our own not telling people what to look like and how to dress and how to be and what to eat. His, well, it is your most highest will because it's in the word. No, that's your preference. We don't live by preferences. No, no, that destroys relationships. We got to respect people's preferences and stop trying to tell people. Okay, we ain't going to get into that. But isn't the most highs overall will our life goal? If it's anything other than that, your life is a mess right now. I can guarantee you that. If your, if the most high's will is not your life goal, I guarantee you your life is all over the place. Because he is the only one who uh, makes order for us. He is the only one. He's He is where we find order. It ain't nowhere else and in nothing else. So for those of us, who wants to continually align ourselves with Yah's will as our goal, let's continue on the healing journey with divine wisdom that has already paved the way. You ain't even got to figure nothing out. Already divine wisdom already paved the way for you. It's done. It's fixed. And we were on chapter 16 today. So if you ain't been with us, you better go back and see what you missed. Because it's answers. Okay. So let me see what some of y'all are saying real quick. And then I'm going to petition the most high in so that we can read. And then I will be out of your way for the day. Okay, hold on real quick. Let me get the music going so we can have some, uh, some ambiance. You know what I'm saying? Hold on a minute, y'all. Let's see what y'all talking about in the comments. Let's see what y'all talking about in the comments. Oh, hey, husband. There's my husband. My handsome husband. I love you, husband. He said, hallelujah. That healing. He saved our marriage. Thank you, y'all. But he don't just do that. It ain't no daggone uh, genie type situation. Okay. Peace, Courtney Taylor. She says, much love and y'all's blessings, sisters, are a truth. Tribe, brothers and sisters, all praise to the most high. Peace. All right, Courtney Taylor, don't be talking to my husband now. It's like, no, I'm so joking. Please don't be offended. I'm so joking. Loretta Mayo. Hallelujah. Marriage is a blessing indeed. Thank you so much, Loretta. Brittany Battle. Yes. I don't know what she's saying yes to. Can y'all be like Courtney Taylor and leave me a little hyphen and then tell me what y'all referencing so when I catch up to your comments, I will know what you're talking about. 
Shelly's clapping at something and Britney Battles clapping at something. See, I see what Courtney Jella just did. She put clapping for the most highest goodness. Thank you, Courtney. You just, you helped me stay focused up in here. Thank you. Loretta Mayo is clapping. Thank you, y'all. I, I wish I knew what y'all was talking about. I wish I knew what y'all was talking about. <laughs> Nayoka said, today is about to be especially good and blessed. I just feel it. Listen, y'all's good. <sighs> Yes, Courtney, life is favorably fixed for the righteous. I'm trying to show you, I'm trying to tell you, and today you about to see it if you got eyes to see it. If you got eyes to see it, you're going to see it. Peace, Janae Hamilton. Thank you for joining us. Peace, Nova's world. A peace, truth, tribe. Appreciate you, Zara. Thank you, Nova's world, for saying that. I appreciate that. All right. Let's petition the most how to get this good old wisdom <clears throat> thank you most high yahuwah for being so so good to us oh where would i be without you oh my gosh where would i be if you hadn't fixed my errors where would i be if you hadn't fixed my um my willful calculations where would I be if you hadn't come and um and got me when I couldn't save myself when nobody could help me where would I be if you didn't come where would we be most high if you were not you where would we be if you didn't care enough to fix our mistakes as on the condition of being repentant and submissive, bending to your will, bending to what you say and what you do, moving in the way that you want us to wear what I I don't even want to know where I would be if it was not for you. I thank you for making me repent swiftly. I thank you for cleansing me of just my will, my own will. I thank you recently for reminding me there have been times that I have started doing work and doing paperwork and working on some things that I have come in. And I forgot to ask you to be with me. To you had your spirit had to remind me. You didn't even ask y'all about if he with you on this. Your spirit had to stop me and say, "What are you doing? That's a good idea, but you didn't invite me. Forgive me, y'all." I'm so nothing without you. I'm not, like, I'm telling you, I am nothing without you. Forgive me for moving forward on some projects. And I just, I didn't ask you to be with it. These are your ideas. You have given me these desires in my heart. I know they're from you. And you deserve for me to ask you to be there, even though I know you already are. But you deserve me to ask you 
You deserve for me to open my mouth before I write something, before I type something. Give me what to say. Show me. I've been so busy that I forgot, yeah? I thank you for reminding me. That's how we get caught up in our own will. That's how we get caught up making errors that you got to fix. And while I'm thankful that you fixed them, I want those errors to be less and less as I age. I don't want you to have to always be fixing stuff for me. I want to be proactive with you. So I thank you that your spirit stopped me and reminded me so that I don't lead other people in my direction, but they go in your direction. That's your love. Perfection is only found in your will, not ours. The Messiah is such a good, I love the Messiah so much. He's such a good example. It was not about him. It was always about you. Y'all help us always make it about you. That's how we get in bad relationships. That's how we get in bad marriages. That's how we get in sin. That's how we get in fornication. That's how we get in adultery. That's how we get in embezzlement. That's how we get in, um, you know, whatever other strife, gossip, all of that full of our own will. And if you're not careful to, to make sure that you, that we ask you most high to, to please lead me, guide me, give me only to say what you want me to say, be with me in this. If this is not something you want me to do, show me, I will stop. If this is something you want me to do, show me so I can do it. Give me the strength. You be my guide. If we don't continually stay in that place, we go forward in our own will. And that is not something that has ever been good. Our own will. It needs to align with you so that you can fix things for us. When we miss the mark sometimes, as we will. I ask that those who are listening to you will just value your wisdom. I don't think we understand what we got in your wisdom. Sometimes I love you, wisdom. I, ooh. Mm. Yeah, help us value your wisdom. Help us honor it. Help us appreciate it. Help us dwell with it, make company of it often. Because it says those who hang with the wise become wiser. And that's just not spiritually. That's even in physical relationships, y'all. Help us honor that. So we ain't got to be crying to you later to fix something. You want to write it here in this, this space. We love you so much. I thank you for helping me get up and be here despite not feeling too well. Um... I ask anybody with um, a spirit of witchcraft, y'all, that you will remove them from listening to me and um, trying to access me. Anybody with a perverted spirit, anybody that is here in the shadows, quiet, trying to release perverted energy, I ask that you will, you will do it, that you will remove them, drag them on out, get your spiritual bodyguards and usher them out of this place. I thank you for your protection here. I thank you for your heavenly host here. I thank you that you release healing and wisdom through this 
path of healing pain with Proverbs to people. I thank you that you are transforming lives. I thank you that you are healing people. You are doing that. That is not me. I thank you for using me to do it. I don't even know how I'm, how I can do it. Like, I don't know. The dumb decisions I've made in my past, my history, where I come from, who I come from, I should not be wise. But you made me so. And I value you and I appreciate you for using me. Give me strength. Help me continue to press until you say that I'm done. In the name of the Messiah, Yeshua, which is salvation for me, which is why I say Yeshua sometimes. People are like, why are you not saying Yahusha? I like to say Yeshua because I've been focusing on salvation lately. So in the name of Yeshua, you can say Yahusha. So, you know, um, that's just where I am right now. Let me be where I'm at. <laughs> I don't need y'all correcting me and sending me emails about saying Yahusha instead, okay? I'm, I'm leave me alone thank you most high y'all in the name of the messiah who some call yahusha some call people call him all, all that kind of other stuff but i i'm gonna say yeshua right now in the name of your salvation so be it Proverbs 16. Have y'all been enjoying Proverbs, healing pain with Proverbs? Y'all know we're going to be done before you know it, right? This is 16, so we like pretty much halfway through, and then we're going to be done. And you just going to have to play these back when you need to. I'm thinking about doing Psalms next, like when we're done with Proverbs, but just so you know. Okay. Um, let's get into Proverbs 16. <clears throat> the plans... Again, contrast up right in the wicked. Verse one, the plans and reflections of the heart belong to man, but the wise answer of the tongue is from the most high Yahuwah. So you've been gifted a brain to reason on your very own. That's yours. It's borrowed though, it's on borrowed time. <laughs> but any divine wisdom you translate is not your own. Listen, y'all ain't playing. He like, look, you got your plans, you got your reflections and your heart. I can give you that even though I made that. But your wisdom, that's from me. Don't you ever take credit for that. The wise answer of the time, that's from me. Don't you, don't you, don't you even be like, that's yours. No, boo. Whenever you say something wise out your mouth and surprise yourself, like I do a number of times, whenever something comes out of your mouth that you didn't plan to say and don't even know how you came up with it, know you, that you didn't come up with it, that that belongs to the Most High Yah. Don't take credit for that. Verse 2, all the ways of man are clean and innocent in what? His own eyes. And he may see nothing wrong with his actions. But the Most High Yah weighs and examines the motives and the intents of the heart and knows the truth even if you act like you don't or you really don't 
You ever notice how criminals think they're right in their choices? Like a murderer, a rapist, whatever. Like, they actually think they're right in what they did. Like, they're not, they not saying that wrong. That's why they did it most, most times. It's the same with wicked people. They're spiritual criminals. Thank y'all for y'all or someone never get justice because of the fact that people think what they're doing is right. Lying on you, gossiping about you, causing strife. Intentionally premeditating hurt against you and think they're right in doing it. In their eyes, they think they're right. Like I said, thank y'all for y'all. Or some of us would never get justice just for the mere fact that people think some things are right that are not right. Verse three, commit your works to the most high y'all. Submit and trust them to him. <laughs> y'all getting, y'all tying this in with the intro today? Commit your works to the most high y'all. Submit and trust them to who? Yourself? Him. Submit, bend, lower yourself. And then what? Your plans will succeed. Happened in my marriage. If you respond to his will and guidance, do you do you see the do you see the connection? There's some succeeding that happens with your plans. If what? You respond to his will and guidance, not your own. If we have to vow to Yah our every choice which people don't understand you are like whatever you speak out of your mouth is like a vow. That's why you should be really careful what you say. And that's why the scripture says by your words, you will be condemned and by your words, you will be justified. A lot of us don't understand what you're speaking is a vow and a promise. So you better not say it if, but imagine if we had the vow to Yah our, our every choice, like before him. And then like, we would die if we didn't keep it. Wouldn't, wouldn't you be more careful about what you say? The reality is in the end, that's going to be true. It's just that y'all don't make you pay up front. <laughs> like he, so we think we got more time. It's like a credit card. You think you bought something. You think you ain't got, I got to pay. I don't got to pay that for 30 days or sometimes longer than that. If I just put a little down, you think you got longer than you actually have. You think you got money that you don't actually have when you open your mouth on things and you agree to things or you commit to things or you don't. It's a vow. It's all throughout scripture. But imagine if, if we die on like right on instance, if we didn't keep our word, we would choose more wisely what we say and do. Right. And even find more blessing and serious commitment to him. So live your life like that. Live your life like you're going to pay for what you say because you are. We are. All of us are. Verse four, the most high Yah has made everything for its own purpose even the wicked, you hear that? According to their role for the day of evil. Now people translate this in many different ways, but I'm just gonna leave you with this. That is how what is meant for evil can turn out good. Again, thanks be to the supreme justice only found in him. Do you know your enemies work for you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go look at Joseph. They work for you, look at them like that. You think they're working against you, and they are in the physical realm. But in the spiritual realm, they work for you, boo-boo. Because verse 4 said, The Most High done made everything for its own purpose, even the wicked. Your enemy work for you and don't even know it. 
<laughs> Listen, you better praise y'all for that. That's y'all. He the only one that could bring a table before your enemies right in front of you. He don't. Okay. I just, I wish you could see that. Verse five. Everyone who is proud and arrogant in heart is disgusting. Disgusting and exceedingly offensive to the most high Yah. Be assured he will not go unpunished. Pride is the devil's language. And so it is an abomination to the most high Yah. That's the devil language. We don't, that right there in verse five, the arrogance and the proudness in your heart, like you above other people, you better than other people. You like propping yourself up. You like lifting yourself up. You want everybody to look up to you. You want everybody to follow you. You the leader, you in charge, but you don't serve. Y'all said that's disgusting and exceedingly offensive to him and that you will not go unpunished. In your home, a husband, you proud, you arrogant, he disgusted. Leaders serve. True leaders serve. That's how they lead. Not like this in verse five. And y'all said you're going to pay. That's why I be telling people. You're not going to go unpunished. Y'all think because you're getting away with it that he's, he's for you. He's not. You're storing up wrath. People want to be leaders and uh, respect me. I'm the head. I hear that crap so much. If you were worthy of respect, you wouldn't even have to say it. Your behavior would command it. You don't even got to tell her. If you're telling the wife, she don't respect you. She don't probably don't respect you if she's a woman of the most high Yah because you're full of wickedness and sin. How can you submit to that? How can you respect that? A lot of people tell people to just submit, but they don't check what the, what the woman is submitting to. What is she submitting to? Do you want her to submit to trauma? Do you want her to submit to narcissism? Like, what are you telling her to submit to? Why don't you go check that first? Go check what you're telling her to submit to. Because what she needs to submit to might need to be corrected in order for her to actually be able to do it. And then it will be a natural progression. It's not something you got to force anybody to do. I submit to the most high out of my love for him because he is worthy of my respect so much so that he don't even got to ask me to do it. He got to convict me and remind me of myself sometimes, but I, me submitting to the most high is not something he got to fight with me over to do. He's, he loves and serves me so well. It's, it's not even a, it's not even a question. And that needs to be imitated in homes. Men who want to dominate and control women and make them submit. Not, you're doing it wrong. Serve her. If you got a, I'm talking about a, a righteous wife. Because if you got a, a perverted wife or you got a wicked wife, that's just something different. And I, you know, that's different. But if you got a wife that's full of the most high yard and there's some resistance there, it's for a reason. Serve her better. And you won't even have to ask her. Watch. Verse six, by mercy and loving kindness and truth. Huh, we just talked about that, didn't we? By mercy and loving kindness and truth, not superficial ritual. What happens? Wickedness is cleansed from the heart. And by the fear of the most high Yah, one avoids evil. You ain't really, you don't really respect Yah if you run the evil or you entertain evil or you in 
sin and temptation. Stop saying you respect Yah, you lying. Because verse 6 just says you don't really, anybody, if you can't avoid evil, you don't love Yah. Stop saying that. If you can't stop hanging around perverted people, sleeping with perverted people, making company of people like that, stop lying on Yah, saying you respect him. It says by the fear of the most high, Yah, one avoids evil. That fear is a respect. And there is no ritual that can change your heart. So you can do all these things. You can pay your tithes and um, wear your garments and do all of that stuff. None of that don't change your heart. I'm just saying. It's not a superficial ritual that cleanses wickedness from your heart. You can't. That's like a parent who doesn't love or value their child. So they, they spit money at stuff. They just buy them stuff. But they don't hold them to no standard. They don't love. They don't nurture them. They don't give them wisdom. They just want to buy them. They want to fix the problem with money. That's that's kind of like what you do when you use ritual to think you cleansing your heart. You not no. There is no ritual that can change your heart. It is repentance that paves the way for heart cleansing. And it's that type of respect for Yah. Because it's a respect for Yah that does that. Only a person who respects Yah can do that. If you can't do that, you can't repent. In essence, you're saying, I don't respect him. I know better than the most high Yah is what you're saying. But it's the type of respect that leads to repentance that causes us to live in the way that by default departs from evil because we don't be, want to be corrupted again where we can't see straight. And now I'm disrespecting y'all. I got to get away from you. You're making me disrespect y'all. That leads to death. I got to get away from you. Y'all want to hang on to corrupt, perverted people and think y'all loving them for the glory of y'all and they're corrupting you. And then that corruption, you're disrespecting y'all because you won't avoid the evil. That's backwards. Don't listen to that lie of the enemy. Yah says that kind of company will corrupt you. Verse seven, when a man's ways please the most high Yah, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. One of Yah's blessings on those who have a heart that is with him is that he gives them peace with others. I mean, there are, there are some enemies, you know, this ain't for every enemy. But for some enemies, they don't understand why they're at peace with you and they, they, they just can't do what they really want to do against you. Like the wicked that they have devised in their heart, the, the plans that they really want to do against you, for some reason, it just it won't let them do it all the way. <laughs> they can't figure it out. Hold on, y'all. I forgot to plug my computer up, but I almost died on y'all. See? Another thing to understand about verse seven of this is that um, spewing hate to other people because of, you know, who they are and what they look like or what they do or whatever um, is not y'all's way. We can hate wickedness and we can hate sin, but our mouth shouldn't be on people in that way, like spewing hatred because y'all says we are peacemakers. Now, I'm not going to say that we don't need to say strong things sometimes because we do. We do. Even the Messiah has said some real strong things, calling the woman a doll, calling people fools. Call... There are times where that is necessary. But you see, that wasn't the Messiah's everyday behavior. He did it when it was necessary. There is a peace on people who don't like fighting and, and fault finding and arguing and strife um, that is on people that really belong with Yah. They don't move like that. They don't like arguing and having all that conflict and stuff like that. And, and people that do that, they're very uncomfortable around it.
that's a mark of somebody whose heart belongs to y'all because they don't like all that confusion. But people, there are people who actually enjoy that. You need to be careful of them. They work for the enemy. Verse eight, better is a little with righteousness than great income gained with injustice. Sometimes those who are righteous have less materialism because they refuse to sell out. But they have a bunch of other things that the unrighteous can never, ever attain. Two of which include sleep and peace. Talk to people that got a whole bunch of money. They can't sleep at night. <laughs> they don't have no peace. Got a whole bunch of money, but they can't sleep. That has to be miserable. You can't sleep? Michael Jackson, entertainer, taking all kind of medications because he can't sleep? People love him and celebrate him though, but y'all don't know what he into. Can't sleep. He can't sleep. Couldn't sleep. There, there was a point where he just, he wanted, supposedly someone said, I don't know if this is true, that he wanted death just so he can get some rest. He got it, but I don't, I don't know. So yeah, money. Yeah, money can buy you a whole lot, but that righteousness, that wisdom... You can sleep. You can have peace. Some of y'all need to just be okay that you don't have the bigger house, the bigger car, the next electronic gadget, whatever, because you got peace and you can sleep. Your life ain't overwhelmed. Some 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 of us just trying to get, 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 get. I just I get the next thing, get the next thing, and you're gonna realize that better is a little with righteousness. A great income gained with injustice. Because a lot of times when you're getting, 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 you're getting it in an unjust way. And it may not be this, the law of the land, but it may be a spiritual breach. Usually it's a spiritual breach if you're moving at that pace to get, get, get. You're going to get, get, get and get got, got, got. Verse 9. A man's mind plans his way. As he journeys through life, but the most high Yahuwah directs his steps and establishes them. And when you look deeper into this verse, it taught the word direct. If you go all the way back and study that word out, it really means fixes. <laughs> they put directs, but it really means fixes. So you plan your way and y'all fixes it. <laughs> because we don't be knowing what we do at some time. I swear that we do. We plan, but Yah determines the outcome. So he permits and he even overrules because no one can step outside of his dominion. And he does more than we ask or think on both sides, good and bad. So we must respect his authority. He is in charge of the outcome, not us. We can plan and we can choose, but the outcome, all him. For the for the writ for the righteous and for the wicked, all him. Yah directs the steps and establishes them. It's a good thing to plan, but that outcome is is on him. So you better be good friends with the one who's in charge of the outcome. You know what I'm saying you want to you want to get in real good with him. It's like when people would play dice and throw the dice, it, that outcome. They, they, you know, they think it's all up. You know, Yah is deciding the outcome of things. According to verse nine and some other things. Verse 10, 
a divine decision given by Yah is on the lips of the king as his representative. His mouth should not be unfaithful or unjust in judgment. And whenever I read these verses and it has king, I try to flip it out for authority and even sometimes husbands to see what a husband or authority should look like. A divine decision given by the Most High Yah is on the lips of the one in authority or a husband as his representative. His mouth should not be unfaithful or unjust in judgment. That means you better know how to judge accurately. We all, even kings, can do wrong since we're under Yah's authority. That's why we must be careful not to go beyond Yah's boundaries of judgment where wisdom is. We shouldn't be going into lengths and spaces of judgment where we don't belong. There was a boundary. Yah is the boundary king, okay? If you don't know, read about him. He is the king of boundaries. People be talking about getting mad at Yah is the king of them. <laughs> I get it from my father, okay? I don't, don't play with my boundaries. But there, there, when it comes to judgment, even with people that are in authority, there is a limit. There is a limit to what they can judge. And wisdom is necessary in order not to be unfaithful or unjust in that decision. So everybody has some level of authority. You know, you have a level of authority over your children. If you're the adult in the home, you might have a level of authority on your job. You might be a leader of some sort. Um, you might be just a leader in your home. You might work, you know, have an organization or some social thing that you do and you lead in some kind of way. You fit in here, even though it says king, it's, it's authority. Your mouth should not be unfaithful or unjust in judging accurately. And how can you judge if you don't know wisdom and you haven't met? Verse 11, a just balance and honest scales are the most high yas. All the weights of the bag are his concern, established by his eternal principles. That's why I'm telling you, your errors already been considered and handled and fixed if you are repentant and you can submit to the will of the most high above your own. It's his concern established by his eternal principles. Fairness is Yah's invention. So principles like justice thankfully derive from him. Y'all, what would we do if we were left up to anybody else? If justice was in the hands of man? Cause some of y'all still waiting on justice. I know I am. Some of y'all still, and if it was up to people, we would never get justice. What will we do if justice was left up to anybody? You better give y'all some, your whole heart. Even people in the highest power do not have the authority to go beyond him. You might lose in the court case and win with y'all. You might lose at the dispute at the job and win with y'all. You might lose in your family conversation and win with y'all. Because justice is his. You better thank him for that. Because if it was left up to the people who, who saw that they were right in their own eyes and they're wrong. Like the scripture talks about a man can swear he's doing right and it's, it's a whole wrong. 
what would we be without the most high oh my gosh verse 12 it is repulsive to the most high y'all and men for kings to behave wickedly and like i said when i see that word kings i always look at it like authority like leadership like husbandry you know what i'm saying because y'all showing us what it should look like and it's repulsive to the most high y'all and even man for kings to behave wickedly for a husband to behave wickedly a wife too um but a leader in a home to behave wickedly a leader in the workplace in the job to behave wickedly it's repulsive for a throne is established on righteousness and right standing with the most high yah this is yah's thing this this his design that he made all that up and you're gonna take his template and then be wicked with it some people think that because someone is a king or a leader that all they do is justify we've been talking about that on the series on narcissism sadly many kings people in leadership commit wicked acts you see some of the kings like solomon david and saul but i want you to notice that only true repentance can move y'all to change the outcome or fix the outcome like he did for david versus the outcome of solomon and saul go look it up it said david had a heart after the most high he was repentant he changed his behavior and y'all fixed the outcome for him not so for Solomon and Saul. Not like David. Look at the difference in these hearts of these, these leaders. Verse 13. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and he who speaks right is loved. It is vital that people, especially in positions of power, are not enabled to sin through flattery and yes-men. People got a position... Like here in verse 13, you know, and then they won't speak what is right. A real king, a righteous king wants you to tell him the truth. A real husband, a righteous husband wants his wife to tell him the truth. Foolish kings, they want to please the people. Go look it up. Look at the story of Saul. Look at, look at stuff with Solomon. They want to please the people. They want yes men. They want people to tell them what they want to hear. They like flattery. They want yes men around them. That's what foolish leaders want. Righteous leaders and people in positions of authority want people to tell them the truth because that is how you lead well. Love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. Number four, verse 14. The wrath of a king is like a messenger of death, but a wise man will appease it. How much more the king of kings? Wise people know how to appease the wrath of the king of kings, often by being proactive, like we talked about earlier. We look at this, the wrath of, the wrath of a king is like a messenger of death. Can you imagine the wrath of the most high above it all? You think the wrath, like back in the day, you could straight get choked out, killed, because you ain't do what the king wanted when he wanted it. Like you could, like it was, it was like death. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine how much more for the most high Yah? And look at his love and his great grace and his mercy and his long suffering with us. Like if that alone doesn't just want to make you just obey him and do right. Like he can kill you and he doesn't when you deserve it. Y'all better stop disrespecting the most high, man. Y'all better love him with your choices. 
show him your love for him and your choices and your people choices and your behaviors because he's so good to us verse 15 again how much more for yah look at verse 15 and the light of the king's face is life and his favor like a cloud bringing the string the spring rain when you are favored by a king Oh, you good. Like if a king favors you, oh, you good. That's like if a leader at your job who has a, a lot of power favors you. Like, oh my gosh, you're awesome. Like, whoa, who's this? And you just are highlighted to them. Oh, you good. If it's a righteous person, they look out for you. They might say, hook you up with raises. They just, they do special things for you. How much more for the most high, y'all? The favor of his countenance is a blessing to receive. Like how much more to be favored by Yah? How much more to capture the attention of the Most High Yah? I know he already knows you. He knew you before he was born. But when I say capture the attention, I mean like you do something that make Yah be like, oh, look at you. Okay, he already knew it. He saw it before you did it. But like, look at in this, in this, in the, in, in the present moment, even though he can see all at once. Look at you. We want to do that for Yah. We want Yah to speak about us like that. Look at you making healthier choices not corrupting yourself with foolishness look at you okay it's some favor that comes with that when you capture his attention verse 16 how much better is it to get wisdom than gold i just explained one of them and to get understanding is to be chosen above silver let me tell you wisdom is so much more helpful than money because if you wise, the money gonna come with it later. That's just, a, that it come with it. It's a, it's a combo pack. But wisdom is much more helpful and useful than wealth, it's especially than wealth alone. Cause some people have wealth and wisdom. Ooh, you got a double blessing. But some people have wealth and no wisdom. So it's really like they don't really have the wealth. That's why it should be pursued more than money is. We should be pursuing wisdom more than we do money. You're trying to pursue money to solve your problem. When if you pursued wisdom, you would solve not just your financial problem, but pretty much everything else around it. Seek me first and I'll add everything to you. That's, that's a biblical principle. It don't say seek money first. When you have financial problems, one of the things that I have learned from the most high yacht is don't seek money. You didn't get in the financial bind because of money. You got in it because of some heart issue. There's something else going. You need to seek wisdom on the heart issue that will fix the money problem. That's why it's better. Like verse 16 says to choose wisdom, pursue wisdom over wealth. Verse 17, the highway of the upright turns away and departs from evil. I don't know how many times we're going to see the most high trying to show us with wisdom that there is healing and departing from evil. It didn't say an evil tree, like an evil building. Like evil is the company, it's people. The highway of the upright turns away and departs from evil. Y'all want to be hanging on to these evil relationships and corrupt people and, and don't cry and don't know why you can't heal. He who guards his way protects his life and soul. Guard your way so you can protect your soul and it can heal. And note something, a highway is not a regular street. I was telling the truth to our partner during this the other day, how it keeps using highway. We read Proverbs and you know, like your regular street on your block where you live at, unless you live in front of a highway, um, it's just a street. It's like slower paced traffic, right? Or like one of those back roads or a dead end. 
is is totally different than a highway. A highway is where you can go much faster, right? There's a swiftness of speed that Yah has for the righteous, unlike the unrighteous, because they move fast towards evil, while righteous move fast away from it. Any other way is going to cost through your soul. When you're on the highway of the upright, y'all in the back row in the dead end of the evil. And you're wondering why y'all is taking so long. You're not waiting for y'all. Y'all is waiting for you. Get on the highway of the upright. He will speed it a little. He'll swift it up for you. You got to stop holding on to dead weight. That's why it's not move. You're not moving swiftly. You stuck and blaming Yah, and it's not him. It's you. You got to let go of the dead weight. You got to get off the back road. You get the back road doing stuff. Without integrity. Trying to do stuff, you know, sideways. It bond to you so much faster than when you on that back road street at that slow pace, that slow speed. The speed limit from my highway of the upright is you can move much faster in your life. Guard your way, protect your soul. That's how you get on that highway. That's how things will move a little faster for you in life. So you won't be waiting as long for y'all to respond to you or to fix things. Verse 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. What makes pride especially evil is that it opposes divine wisdom. Are y'all seeing that? One of the reasons y'all really hates pride is because pride hates wisdom. And he's like, I want you to have my divine wisdom. But the proud, they can't receive it. And, and y'all really, really doesn't like it. It's similar to like when you have some swelling. If you swell somewhere on your body, it's a dangerous physical symptom. That's what pride is to your spiritual condition. It swells you up so much in your head, into your heart, that you you about, you about ready to fall. He doesn't, he doesn't like it. Don't be up in here swelling up, y'all. Okay? Just like it's dangerous to your health, it's, it's dangerous to your spiritual condition. Verse 19, it is better to be humble in spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud, the haughty, and the arrogant. Listen, proud people are terrible company to keep. It's like yoking up with Yah's opposition and his enemies. Why would you ever want to do that? They are terrible company to keep. And Proverbs 19 says, it's better to be humble in spirit with the lowly than with the proud and arrogant. Like you better just appreciate your little small one or two people you got, you do got. And if you ain't got that, wisdom is your sister. You better be happy with that, trying to have a whole group and belong to something. But they a whole bunch of proud and haughty, arrogant, fault-finding people. Listen to wisdom. Verse 20, he who pays attention to the word of the Most High Yah will find what? Good and blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired is he who trust confidently in the most high Yah. There are unwise and foolish ways to heed the word. You can heed the word like somebody like David that we talked about or somebody like a Pharisee. 
They both heed into the word. But there's an unwise and foolish way to heed the word, and then there's a, a wise way to heed the word. The unwise and foolish way finds fault with everything and everybody. Whole fool. But verse 20 says the righteous, they find good. We're not saying that we are turning a blind eye to, blind eye to sin. We're not saying that. You better see that sin. It's good to find that I see that that is sin and be able to call evil evil and good good and not swap it out like evil for good and good for evil. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm just going to find the best in you. It's like I told y'all before. Don't look for the worst and don't look for the best. Look for the truth because that is the goodness of Yah, the truth. That is who he is. But the righteous fools, they don't look for the truth. They look for the faults. Joe's got something to blame you for or say you're not doing right or they know more than you. It's just you're not, people like that are not blessed. Verse 21. The wise in heart will be called understanding and sweet speech increases persuasiveness and learning in both the speaker and the listener. This is yet another reminder that true wisdom is demonstrated in the life and those that keep company of the wise become wise when hanging with them. You see here, it said both the speaker and the listener. Verse 22, understanding, which is spiritual insight, is a refreshing and boundless wellspring of life to those who have it. But to give instruction and correction to a fool is foolishness. I don't know if you see the beauty, like the clear water, the summertime. Like when I see the first part of verse 22, I see clear water, smells really good outside, like flowers and fresh spring air. Ah, that's what spiritual insight is like. And when you give it to those who are of a like mind, that's, it's a beautiful experience. But when you try to give that to a fool, oh my gosh, it's like hell. You feel miserable. It feels like chapped lips in concrete. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm talking about the chapped lips that start bleeding in concrete. Trying to give instruction and correction to a fool. It's foolishness. It's like don't, Proverbs keep telling us don't do that. Stop trying to give your pearls to swine. Stop trying to give your good old divine wisdom to fools. They cannot hold it well. Wisdom brings life, but it is usually foolish to try to correct the fool. Only when a fool can receive correction can they stop being a fool. Once they start responding appropriately, then, then, you know, the foolishness is, is heading on out. But when you try to do it and they just not that you just save your energy, exercise that divine wisdom. Like we talked about last Proverbs, know when to say wisdom is always wise, but you can say things that are really wise at the wrong time and to the wrong people. It's always wise. It's never divine wisdom is never not why it is at every instance, but there are times and people and places to give it to ask the most high to direct you to know when the timing of that 23, 
The heart of the wicked, I'm sorry, the heart of the wicked. The heart of the wise instructs his mouth in wisdom and adds persuasiveness to his lips. Wisdom is shown by a heart and a mind that are continually learning in order to discern what to say and what not to say. So that's like a follow-up to the verse ahead of it. Verse 24, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul and healing to the body. That's why the spirit of fear is dangerous to the soul and the soundness of mind. Anybody that is always trying to make you feel fear is dangerous to your soul and to the soundness of your mind. Pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul, healing to the body. That includes the truth. Even if the truth hurts, it's still a, um, it's still good for the body. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about those bitter, bitter herbs. They're really good for the body, but they nasty. That's how the truth is sometimes. This one is saying pleasant words are like that too. Um, so I don't want you to be like, oh, see, we got it. It has to sound nice. No, sometimes that hard truth is, is necessary. But this is more like encouragement. Like everybody needs encouragement. That's why I try to give y'all a hand clap before we start here to encourage you. There, that's like a honeycomb. It's delightful to your soul. It's healing to your body to encourage you. But you, you also want to get some bitter too now. Okay. Um, I was about to say something funny. I'm not even going to say it. Verse 25, there is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him, but his end is the way of death. Nothing is more dangerous than self-deceit. People walk a path of life that seems right to them and they are mistaken. How terrifying to think that you are on the right path and you are mistaken. It isn't enough to feel good about our path or to follow our heart on life's way. It's not good that I just feel good with this. Have you checked in with y'all? That's why I was saying in the petition. There are many things that I do that are really, really good, but I did forget to check in with y'all on a few things. I got so stressed and overwhelmed because it's just a lot right now. And I just went to work. I came in my office, I just went to work, but I tried my best to make it a habit before my pen hit the paper or my fingers hit my keyboard to invite y'all in. I invite you here, give me what to say, show me, you know, and I have been free. I just went to work and I'm, I'm very smart and intelligent, you know, the most high, the one who gave me the brain, I'm borrowing it from him. Like, but that is no excuse to just go into something and not invite him and not like, be like hey you invited here like you you on the team you know what i'm saying that's like leaving one of the key, key team members out of the meeting no you like where hold up where's such and such at like we can't even do this meeting without such and such that's how it needs to be with y'all even if it's just me and my oh whoa i can't know where you at y'all hold on let me invite you in so nothing is more dangerous than self-deceit. Doing something that you swear is right and you're mistaken because you don't have his wisdom. Things can look really good and be a terrible thing to the most high y'all for you to do. People can even like something that you're doing and y'all is disgusted with you for doing it because he didn't tell you to do it or give you permission. And it can be good, but it can be like, that's not my will for you. I didn't want, like I can do hair really well. I used to do people's hair a little bit when I was in high school. I used to do my daughter's hair. One thing I couldn't do was like cornrow all that well. 
And I remember um, I could do box braids and stuff really well, but I couldn't really cornrow. And I remember asking y'all, begging him because money was really tight and my daughter's hair was like really long. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do these ponytails every day. I need to put cornrows in the hair. I literally asked y'all, can you please touch my hands and help me do cornrows like African braiders do? Like that level. I'm not, y'all. He literally, for that season in their life, I could braid like the Africans could. And then when they got older, I couldn't do it anymore. It blew my, I'm just to look at their braids like, oh my gosh, you really answered me. So I could go today and go get me a cosmetology license. I'll probably make a lot more money than I do right now. Um, I will probably not be as stressed sometimes <laughs> because yeah. Um, and just put my little headphones in and do people's hair and get my check, get my money and be good. But am I called to that even though I can do it well? Like I can still do hair well, but am I called to do that? No, y'all has me doing this. I'm really well at copywriting. I've had uh, I've had a few jobs where I was a professional copywriter. I've done editing. I've been um, project managers, and I've done it all really well. But that's not what y'all wants me to do. So I can do something really well that benefits others even. But deceive myself thinking that because it seems right to me that it's right. No, verse 25 is like, it's a way that seems right and appears straight before him, but his end is the way of death. And sometimes people always go to physical death, but that can be the death of your purpose. That could be the death of your calling, the death of your anointing, the death of like what he set you apart to do. Can y'all imagine if I chose something that just felt easier for me than doing this? Do you know how many people can't afford counsel? You know how many people can't find a person that gives them what y'all does through this brand? I mean, y'all probably don't know, but it's a lot of people. And just by listening to this, he's, he's using it as his being a high counselor. He uses the divine wisdom to help people heal. And I'm not saying not to work with people one-on-one because -on -one, some of us need to work with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. Some of us do need that. But y'all is doing such a great work here. But can you imagine if I just did what I feel like doing because this does not feel good all the time for me to do? It can end in the way of death of me and people. Other people. Verse 26, you better, you better be checking in with Yah off every day. Like everything you do, check in with him. Verse 26, 26? Yeah. The appetite of a worker works for him, for his hunger urges him on. I think that's self-explanatory, right? Hunger makes people work when nothing else will. You get hungry, you, you might go get you a job because you're tired of not being able to eat. And that's connected to um, what the scripture says, those who don't work should not eat. Cause dang, you hungry and you still won't work? Then you shouldn't eat. I'm just saying. Verse 27. A worthless man devises and digs up evil. And the words on his lips are like a scorching fire. People like this spread strife through their speech and they leave devastating effects. I mean, you got to be a really wicked person to go dig up evil. Like not just use the evil that's available, but let me go find some extra evil and unearth it <laughs> like you got to be a really wicked person and the words on their lips are like a scorching fire it they spread that strife through their speech putting their mouth on people they have no business putting their mouth on now if you if you are dealing with a person who's not righteous you should expose that 
ask y'all to give you wisdom on how we don't cover up sin and unrepentant people. But I ain't, that's not what this verse is talking about. This verse is talking about you just putting your mouth on people because you're just a wicked, strife-filled person. You just want everybody to hate this person because you insecure, you intimidated by them, or you're jealous or whatever. And so the lengths that people will go to, it says, uh, it talks about the scripture, how like a jealous heart, the lengths that they will go to and how, how so much chaos and disorder comes out of a person's heart to a person's heart. who's like that scorching fire. Verse 28, a perverse man spread strife and one who gossips separates intimate friends. It is so devastating what they do that it can destroy the most intimate of friendships one of which being a marriage they are that serious remember wherever there is strife there is a strife sower people miss it they, they get so caught up in the strife they ain't looking for the strife sower who sold it why are we all not getting along why are we all confused who did it wherever there is strife there is a strife sower planting the seeds whose goal is to succeed at breaking up healthy connections yes they want to break up healthy connections We've been talking about that in the narcissistic series. You got mothers out here planting seeds against their very own children so that she can operate in the confusion and make sure everybody got separate versions of the story so they never find out she's the strife sower. You got fathers doing that to their children. You got aunties doing that to their children. You got grandmothers doing that to their children. A perverse person spreads that kind of strife. It can separate whole marriages, friendships, relationships with siblings. It's so sad that you would do something like that. And y'all like, no, I gotta love them. I'm gonna just love them. Okay, you gonna love them right to death, your death. I don't wanna put that on you. That's what the scripture says. Verse 29, a violent and exceedingly covetous man entices his neighbor to sin. And leads him in a way that is not good. Now a neighbor ain't just your next door, the house next door. It is a person that is supposed to be close to you in some sort or, or have some like-mindedness of some sort. Ask yourself, how did that person leave you? How do they leave you when they done talking to you? When you're when you're in their company, how do you feel? Now, if they're telling you a truth that you want, want you don't want to hear, you might not, you not, might, might not like it. But when people leave my presence, I have a goal. <laughs> when you leave my presence, wisdom should have met you. And it should be challenging you to change your, your life and your choices so that you can experience healing. And I know that some, some people might not like what that feels like, but it's good for you. How do they leave you? Do they leave you tempted to sin? Do they leave you crying? Do they leave you angry? How do they leave you the majority of times? Because in relationships, sometimes people are gonna make us upset. But I'm talking about the majority of times, how do they leave you? In what state or condition do they leave you in after having access to you? Because any partnership that produces bad fruit is evil because they are not good. Verse 29 just said it. It's not good. It leads them in a way that is not good. So if it's not good, then what is it, y'all? It's in the middle. Is it halfway? No, it's evil. It's only two choices with y'all. 
when it comes to choice, is good or bad, life or death, wicked or evil. Verse 30, he who slyly winks his eyes does so to plot perverse things. And he who compresses his lips as if in a secret signal brings evil to pass. What you just read is the body language of wicked hearts. Look for it. Slyly winks his eyes. You see on a face plotting pervert things compressing their lips as if a secret signal to bring language of wicked heart. They might have, they might have hid the vocals, but the body revealed it to you. Pay attention to people's body language. That's why when I help people, sometimes my camera might be off if I'm just helping somebody and you know, it's not um, like a working relationship, but I just, some I just feel led to help somebody. I'm like, no, your camera needs to be on. I need to see you. Cause there's some things that the body won't hide and that let me know what I'm dealing with. You could look, you can see it too. You could deal. look, look for that body language to see. Some people can still fool you with their body language cause they're master manipulators, but some ain't masters and you still fool. You better look at what's in front of you and see what kind of heart you dealing with. Number 31, I mean, verse 31. The silver haired head is a crown of splendor and glory. It is found in the way of righteousness. Listen to this now. Cause some of y'all be like, Ooh, people that are old are wise. All people who are old are wise. I, you missed it. You missed it right in front of you. You thought cause they had gray hair. They was wise. You thought cause they had age. They was wise. You missed it. You bastard. Look at that last line. Where is that wisdom really found? In the way of what? Righteousness. They ain't wise just because they old. You got to be righteous to, to claim that title. They ain't wise just because they old. They ain't wise just because they el your elder. They ain't wise just because they got gray hair. It says the way of righteousness in addition to those things is wisdom. Righteousness with age, righteousness with gray hair, righteousness with eldership is wisdom. Make sure they got both, not just the silver hair and the age. Make sure they got both the righteousness too, how they act. Cause if they don't act right, they not wise. Don't listen to them. Cause you're not, if you're not wise, then what are you? What's the other side of wisdom? A fool. I'm just saying. And we see where fools lead you and we've been learning what to do with them. <laughs> Verse 32, he who is slow to anger is better and more honorable than the mighty soldier. And he who rules and controls his own spirit than he who captures a city. Many people in positions of power can conquer everything but their own perversions. That is why self-control is more royal. Don't be impressed with title. Can they control themselves? Don't be impressed with knowledge. Don't be impressed with authority. Because they can conquer 
high, amazing things, but can't conquer their own perversions, can't conquer their own self. Wisdom says, okay, in all that they can do, can they control themselves? Can they control lust? Can they can control unhealthy desires? Are they ridding themselves of them? Are they being cleansed from it? Because if they can't do that, it doesn't matter how powerful they are or how much they know. You don't know how to close your legs, but you know a lot. And yeah, you don't know how to keep your pants up, but you leading people. You don't know how to not lie when you had an opportunity, a good old nice opportunity to tell a lie. You don't know how to not do it. But you could give a good speech, a good sermon. You can raise the crowd up, but can't control yourself. These are things that easily deceive us with people. Yah is like, by his wisdom, I want you to see this and pay attention. Verse 33, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the most high Yah. So I'm going to show this real quick um, in the footnotes for for B, for the last verse. It says, this is the reason why the casting of lots was sanctioned in Israel for certain cases of decision making. For example, in Leviticus 16.8, Joshua 18.6 and 8, 1 Chronicles 25.8 and on. It was understood that the outcomes were controlled by Yah and that seemingly random procedure eliminated human influence. The last time the ritual is mentioned in the Bible is in the choice of Matthias to replace Judas in Acts 1.26. Many believe that the filling of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost in Acts 2 officially put an end to the ritual of casting lots because it was then replaced by the direct guidance of the Spirit. It was never sanctioned or recommended as a way to determine Yah's will in personal decision making. So y'all got to stop flipping coins to see heads or tails. You got to stop uh, tomorrow, y'all, if the sun comes up at 7.52. Y'all got to stop, um, okay, the next, y'all got to stop doing that. <laughs> there's, there's no, like, stop doing that. You have the spirit of the most high Yah and his wisdom now. The outcome belongs to Yah. Be led by the most high Yah to make sure that you're getting, you're making the right decision. Because like I talked about earlier, the errors of the repent of a repentant person have already been considered and handled favorably by the most high Yah. The outcome is up to you based on how you repent and submit to the, to the will of the most high Yah. You don't have to flip pennies and go ask 5,000 people what you need to do. You need to repent and cleanse your heart and bend to the will of Yah above your own. And then you will have answers. You know, you don't have to keep going to everybody's platform, leaving comments, asking them questions to figure out what you should do. Why, why are you doing that? You have the spirit of the most high Yah at, with you. There was a time when they didn't have that. Most people believe. Now you have that access and you still want to go ask a man above the most high and his divine spirit and wisdom. You got, we got to get better with our choices. Okay. That was Proverbs 16. Y'all we got Proverbs 16. So now I want to show Loretta's beautiful little baby. If you sent a gift for the baby, thank you so much. Um, 
she has shown said that she uh is so appreciative in live and um i'm telling you on her behalf as well so i'm gonna show the baby but right after this commercial i'll be right back those thoughts are way too heavy to carry in your mind put it in a journal like this one i made it so easy for you to do you can release your true feelings resolve negative defeatist thinking and talk to the most high in the section for daily petition congratulations on making your self-care a priority with this purchase of my truth tribe daily journal helping you maintain your self-care in three simple steps Okay, um, we are on day 10 of the Truth Tribe 30-Day Journal Challenge, right? I think it's day 10. Um, I hope that you're journaling three times a week. I got the date wrong in the live that I talked about it. I said that it would end on the 4th, but it's actually the 5th. That would be the 30 days. So we started on the 7th, and we'll be ending on February 5th. And I think that 30 days, I hope that that is going well with you. You do not have to use my journal for that. You can use any journal that you would like to use. Um, if you haven't already started with us, you'll probably miss it as far as doing it with us, but you can start it at any time. Like whenever you want to do it, the link is in the description to start it on your own where you take 30 days to do journal three times a week, um, for that 30 days. Um, last but not least real quick, not last, um, the Truth Tribe monthly giveaway, uh, it is two hoodies. You can win the gray and white one or the black and white one. Look in the description for the link. If you would like to win two hoodies, you can win both for yourself or you can give one away to somebody else. Now, last but not, well, not last. I would also like to thank True Tribe Preachers because I forgot to thank y'all when we started. Um, You are a very special part of True Tribe. And I thank you for helping me make free content, including videos, exercises, and resources just like this one you're watching. I truly appreciate your support, and I'm sure those who benefit from your giving appreciate it too. If that is true, please show it by giving this video a like and sharing this video with someone to help someone. Because if you're thankful for them giving, like, you know, that's the least you could do. You know, that's free. Like, you could, you could share it. You could like it. It don't cost you nothing to do that. So thank you. And now, last but not least, is the, as far as my little small announcements, you can look in the description to get instant notifications about lives like this one that you're watching when you get the link in the description for my personal telegram invitation. Now, let's see the beautiful baby. Where is it at? Let me see. Where is this picture at? Look at the beautiful baby. Oh, y'all, she had the baby on January 7th, 2022 at 5.52 p.m., weighing in at nine pounds and six ounces. Natural, natural. Loretta pushed that nine pounds. She's almost, my, my second daughter was nine pounds and 10 ounces. So when I tell you I know what this feels like, listen, we got to give Loretta a hand clap because she pushed a nine pound, six ounce baby out of her body. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Little Nehemiah is here. And guess what, y'all? The exact time he was born was the exact time that I sent her a message. It is so crazy because she told me she was in labor. She sent me a text and told me she was in labor. And then I was about to respond like right away because I happened to have my phone in my hand. And someone was like, don't respond yet. I was like, that's weird. Why not? Maybe I need to, you know, I'm, I'll be, I'll be extra sometime. I'm like, maybe I just need to think before I respond, I guess. So I didn't respond. Then later I forgot to respond. And then something reminded me and prompted me to send her a message. So I sent her a message and just checked in. The exact time I sent the message was the exact time he was coming out. I think me and Lil Nehemiah got a little connection. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because, you know, that ain't no coincidence. I'm just saying. So this is a cute baby. Give Loretta some congratulations. He is finally here. And he's so, so cute. Like, oh, I wish I could hold him. All right, y'all, that was Proverbs 16. Please make sure that you are doing the journal challenge if you're on, on a challenge with us. Make sure that if you want to win the sweatshirts for the giveaway, that you enter that. And what is the last thing I wanted to tell y'all? Oh, for the... um. For the journal challenge, when we're done on February 5th, we're going to have this live. You did it, day 30, and I want to invite some of y'all on there. So look out for me to do a, um, I'm going to do like a little entry form so I can, it'll make it easier for me to select who to bring on the live. I'm looking to bring like maybe four, four people on maybe to talk about um, their experience with journaling and how it has helped their life. So look out for that. I'll probably share it either in the live, in the, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to get the information to you. If it's going to be in a live on a community tab or in the telegram group or by email, or it might be a number of ways, but look out for that. If you want to share your experience live with me and a few other people to talk about, um, how the journaling went with you, just know that this is going to happen on the Feb on February 5th, which is a Sunday. And I'm thinking, um, probably like 10 AM Eastern. So just know before you, and I'll put that on the forum, but just know that if you're not available on the 5th, then you wouldn't be able to, um, enter the information because, um, it will be the last day of the challenge, which is the 5th, but look out for more information. Um, I'm working on that and a few other things. I'm really excited to share something else with y'all that I can't share yet because I'm still working on it. I did let the Telegram group know. They saw the image, but I haven't shared the, de the full details. But that will be coming soon. And then also uh, the Truth Tribe Meetup will be happening in um, the summer. I'm, I'm thinking probably August. Um, but again, it's not open to just anybody because I, really, I don't really do large crowds. I don't, really, I don't really do that. So, And I'm not trying to have this thing where people are like circling around me, idolizing me and stuff like that. No, like I don't like stuff like that. So I want to do more of like an intimate um, dinner and type work, workshop thing. No, I will not be charging for it, um, but I will be doing a, a free workshop with those people. We'll um, eat. The only thing you might have to pay for is your, your meal because we might do it at a, a restaurant or something. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, you have to pay for your own travel, your own hotel. If you come to Georgia, where we'll most likely be. And um but the workshop and all the other stuff, I won't like, it won't be like no fee, like the ticket or nothing like that. 
but it is going to have to be a selection process because I can't just let any and everybody come because I don't know y'all like that. You know what I'm saying? Like this, the internet, the internet be fake. Like I don't So I'm looking for people that's really serious. That's really, that does the work that does the downloads. Like people that are really committed to this thing, not just showing up, listening and don't do nothing. That's the kind of people that I want to, um, make myself available to for this. So, um, you can watch the videos and all of that and you don't have to do the downloads nothing. I don't know why you watch me if you won't do anything, but I don't know. But as far as the, um, meetup, I, I want to reserve that for people who are really serious. Okay. So let me see. I don't know if I have time to read these comments, but make sure that y'all do the download. Um, the download for healing pain with Proverbs and make sure that, um, you are journaling if you're committed, that is. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't have time to read the comments cause I went way over. We're going on two hours. So I'm going to look at them when I am done and then I will talk to y'all next time. Thank you so, so much for joining me for healing pain with Proverbs 16. I'll see y'all for healing pain with Proverbs 17 soon. Peace. They always told me love's supposed to suffer long. I looked it up in the lexicon. It said that suffering actually means the act of being patient. Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?